It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm just not a happy guy today. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. We'll, we'll get through it. St. X loses, Louisville loses, Indiana loses. Stub my toe. It's March. Oh, wait a minute. It's March. February is over. Oh, thank you, Tony. Tony Burke in studio with me, everybody. Here to help, John. Just here oh, to help. Oh, man. Now I'm jacked up. It is It is Wednesday, March 1st. March Madness is underway. It is. Conference tournaments, albeit very small conference tournaments, are underway in a big way. Gonzaga is going to play Chicago State today. Tony's going to try to figure that one out for me. I don't understand it. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. I wanted to start with uh, the size of the bases in baseball, but we'll move on to basketball <laughs> to start. 384-1450, that's to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Right now, you can get your free breakfast at Thornton's. I would go bacon, egg, and cheese croissant. But if you'd like, you can do sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, or you can do steak and egg burrito. You get a drink with it, either a 20-ounce bottled soda, a fountain drink, tea, fizz freeze, free. Absolutely free when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the Thornton's app, register for Refreshing Rewards, earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, welcome to March. I'm excited now. Thank you, Tony. Got me out of the uh, out of the dog ha- the dog days of February. I know it's a short month, but it's the worst month, and boy, it sure ended on a bad note last night. Indiana took two months of goodwill and feeling better about your program and dumped it into the into the toilet last night. Ninety to sixty-eight. Iowa comes into Assembly Hall and demolishes Indiana. I wondered out loud yesterday who's going to have a letdown. Iowa, after the overtime come from behind, improbable win, going on the road, I thought might have a letdown. They did not. 8 nothing. timeout Mike Woodson, basically ball game. Indiana, whew, yikes. Trace Jackson Davis had 26 points and 13 rebounds, and the Hoosiers lost by 22 and it wasn't that close. Worst home loss for Indiana since 2017. This is a team. This is a fan base. This is a university, Tony, that's feeling really good about themselves. Rightfully so. And I say this all the time. In this year of parity, everybody throws in a clunker. Boy, it's a bad time to throw in a clunker. I guess... Two weeks from now would be a worse time to throw in a clunker, but it was a bad time to throw in a clunker. Yeah, and you were talking about, you know, Iowa coming off that game at Michigan against Michigan State, the great comeback, and Indiana's big win over Purdue the other day. And I thought, you know, both teams are – yeah, both teams are kind of ripe not to play well, but I thought Indiana would be fine being at home, playing a conference game. Yeah. And, man, they just all over themselves. Jalen hood Shafino, 35 um, against Purdue. Four of 14 last night, eight points, five rebounds. Malik Renew was the only other Hoosier besides TJD in double figures. He had 10. 
Uh, it was, an, and I say this, you know, I'm not, I know I'm repeating myself. TJD needs help from two people. He didn't get help from anybody last night. I will out rebounded him by 12. Ugh, that shouldn't happen. It no. shouldn't happen anywhere. It certainly shouldn't happen at home. No, and I, I, I just can't imagine uh, sitting in the assembly hall yesterday watching that and just going, this is not the same team we watched the other day. But you know what? We always talk about this, John, me and you. You're dealing still with kids. I, I know that, you know, they're, they're 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, and sometimes you th- do everything you can to prepare them. And they, we, we were at a, a local establishment after we did the St. X game, and they showed Mike Woodson. We can say shenanigans, can't we? Can we say shenanigans? No. No. Okay. no can't say can't. that. Uh, but they showed a picture of Mike Woodson sitting on the bench, and he was just like every, any other coach would ever do, like, what is happening? Am I wrong, Scooter? He threw some expletives out after the game he last did, night. He did, yeah. You see those? He that was, was great. very unhappy. <laughs> this is an Indiana team that had that three-game losing streak in the middle of the season when they didn't play defense. They started playing really good defense, and last night they reverted – Iowa shot 55.6 from the field, 13 of 23 from three-point land, and they were open threes. I DVR the game. I watched the first half last night. They had a lot of open threes. And I don't know, uh, do you even watch the tape here, or do you throw it away and say, and you curse in the postgame and yell at your team and say, we're just going to be, have to go back to what we were doing before that game? Yeah, I agree 100%. Sometimes you just got to move on. And don't just look what's coming. Don't think about what's behind. Indiana took 11 three-pointers last night. They hit two for 18.2%. Yikes. Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. David, how are you today? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, John sure. and Tony. Uh, you're saying something, was it yeah, that Hood Shafino, you said 35 last night? 35 or, against Purdue the game before. Oh, okay. Eight points okay. and five rebounds last night. Four of fourteen from the field, and I think only one assist. Okay, I think so, it two, two assists. Yeah, yeah. So you think, like I said, that, uh, and I thought it may have heard you say a while back, or one of the, your other shows was that Hood Shafino may not be back next year, or oh yeah, he's NBA he, NBA yeah. prospect for him. We're gonna find yeah, out. I said, seems like he's he's playing really well for for them, right? For this year, yes, that he's, he's had, great. Right? He's uh, probably all Big Ten second team, Tony. Uh, he, okay, he's up there. He's up there. He's going to be all freshman team without a question, and probably Big Ten second team, maybe third team. Yeah, I can't foresee him coming back. He, he, you know, a guard that can handle the ball, he can shoot the ball. He's got good size. Um, he's a talent. And we'll know more. Night. We'll know more on Sunday, Senior Day. Uh, do they celebrate Jalen Hood Shafino or not? Trace Jackson Davis Jr. has already said he's not coming back. He's going to go on and. Uh, uh, begin his pursuit of a professional career. But Hood Shafino, he's an NBA player. There's no doubt yeah. about it. No doubt about it. And the question is, does he get enough NIL money to come back and stay? And enough feet. Yeah, 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 because that's the thing about NIL. You know, yeah. it's just like I guess right now NIL can be a competitor to try to get, you know, I guess certain players to come back for at least another season. And you wonder, can NIL, you know, be, you know, you know, like I said, could is is it going to offer more than what the well, what the what the pros offer? That's the thing I wonder. Here's what people you know, don't could under- it ever get that way. Here's what people don't that- under- here's what people don't understand, David. You can say all you want. I can make more nil money than I can in my first year of my NBA contract. But the truth of the matter is, you want to get to that first contract as soon as possible 
Because then you get to the second contract a year quicker, two years quicker, and that's when you get the big money. Get the max money. If you perform in the NBA. So it's all about the clock here as well. It's not just about how much money can I make next season. It's about I need to get into the NBA, G League, whatever, so that I can get the clock started on my second contract. And, and you're right about the NBA, the feedback, David, that you know yeah. he'll, he'll probably go to camp and they'll or talk to the, the yeah. GMs and they'll tell them what they think, and then he can decide whether Indiana are going to give me enough money and I'm not going to get drafted till the second round. There's a whole lot going on there, but he's going to play in the NBA. It's just a matter of when. And that's oh, I'm why, sure he will, that's yeah. That's why the NBA yeah. and the NFL, they have these combines they, because they want to talk to these kids and they want to assess them. And the NBA is going to be very honest with these uh, players. They're going to tell you, yes, you're a first-round pick. Yes, you're a second-round pick. Um, maybe you're a late second-round pick, but you're going to start your career in the G League and play in the G League for the first year of your career. They are not going to uh, tippy-toe around things with these guys. They're going to tell them exactly where they think they're going to be and whether it's advantageous for them to come on into the league now or wait another year. Yeah, like I said, it's just interesting. It just seems like just college basketball all around in this area is really just seems like it's just had some down moments this year. Like I said, Louisville situation, which we've you know talked about, and I said Kentucky – Similar to Indiana, you know, like I said, you know, you get the upticks, and just like, you know, Kentucky-Auburn Saturday is the uptick, but I'm wondering about tonight, you know, because yeah. Vanderbilt, Liam Robbins, he might be, if, 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 uh, if uh, was it Oscar Sheboy had trouble with Castleton of Florida, you know, I don't think uh, Liam Robbins played in the last game that Kentucky-Vanderbilt played, so I'm wondering how that's going to yeah. turn out tonight. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate the call as always, my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll talk. We'll preview that UK game as well. Now, can, Louisville hasn't had a up and down year. It's just been a down year. Let's be honest. At Kentucky and most teams, most teams that are going to the tournament have had droughts, uh, bad streaks, whatever you want to call them. But they've also had good streaks. Kentucky, remember the vitriol from the fans <laughs> earlier in the year when you lose to South Carolina and you lose to Georgia. And you get routed by Missouri on the road. I mean, it was nasty. Uh, but now, oh, hallelujah. You're, you've won four in a row. you got Vandy coming in. You're, you're back in the AP Top 25. You're uh, looking at a sixth seed maybe right now. All right, everybody's happy until you drop a, a stinker at, against Vanderbilt tonight. Yeah, and, and David is right. I just looked it up. Robbins did not play in the first game. Oh, he didn't. I remember that. And he's good. What is he, about seven foot? Yeah, he, big, thick kid. He will cause problems down low for uh, for uh, Oscar or Damian Collins or Toppin or whoever gets the assignment on him. But at Lexington, and and tough. look, there's a confidence factor you have to you have to uh, talk about here. Kentucky is is confident right now as they've been all season. The second win over Tennessee, the blowout of a we assume a pretty decent Auburn team. You know what? We'll know more about Auburn tonight. They're at Alabama tonight, but that. Coming in, that was a what was that a ten point six point spread, eight point spread? I think it was seven, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, you win by thirty, and it's really you're up thirty early in the second half. There, it's that was a confidence builder, and that this year of all years, with all these teams, how confident are you going into the tournament? If Kentucky can take care of business tonight, and maybe pull the upset on an Arkansas team that got routed by Tennessee last Ooh, night. I know it. 
then all of a sudden your confidence level is as high as it's been all year. you got Livingston playing well. Cason Wallace had a little downtime there, but he seems to have gotten it back a little bit. Toppin. Oscar back to being Oscar. Toppin's playing as good as he's played in his tenure at Kentucky. So confidence is a uh, – is a big factor here, Tony. Unless you throw a stinker in tonight. Like in Unless the you throw a stinker in. Uh, Texture says, what about Bellerman? Do they need a new coach? Really? Really? That's the text? Bellerman lost to Liberty last night by 20. They are done for the season, finished 15 and 18. Do we not remember that they won the A-Sun tournament last year? And they beat a really good Liberty team last year who they lost to at Liberty last night. Do they uh, not understand that Liberty has 25 wins and they were second in the conference and by far the better team? They beat uh, Bellarmine by 17 and 20 during the season. They were 17-point favorites last night. In the, uh, Bellarmine actually won the game against North Florida as an underdog, a game a, a game they a rematch from three days earlier when they lost to North Florida. No, Bellarmine does not need a new coach. And you got to remember. And by the way, the new coach is going to be Doug Davenport. Yeah. He's the coach in waiting. waiting. So, and, and the thing about it is, when you look at Bellarmine's records, you got to go back to the beginning of the year and look at their schedule. Yes, fifteen and eighteen is a lot different when you've played UCLA, Gonzaga, Kentucky. You beat Louisville, of course. Everybody's beat Louisville. You went, um, you went to Clemson, Clemson, you went Duke, Duke. I mean, <laughs> come on, you're playing. You know, you're playing a lot of high D one teams, and those are going to be losses and. Unfortunately, one of their wins was the University of Louisville. We were there. <laughs> and they're going to be better next year. Peter Suter, the freshman, is just going to get better and better. Uh, yes, they're losing bets. Yes, they're losing Tipton. I get that. Um, but there's some young talent on the roster. And if you watch Bellarmine, which I do all the time, and I know you do too, it's, they, they have a lot of interchangeable parts, and that's kind of how they recruit. They do have size, and they do have some 6'10 guys. I think they need more of the 6'7", 6'8 type of player, but uh, the, they play to the system. And if they can get a little more athletic, well, Bellarmine can do a lot of things. Bash, is, Bash is gone too, right? Yes. He yeah, is Bash is gone. And that was a big loss for them when mm-hmm. they lost him early in the year. They lost uh, um, Thielen and they lost Whelan uh, for the season. And that they they had three or four injuries just right there, yeah. bang, 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 middle of the season. Um, I don't know how good a coach you can be when all your players are hurt. That's yeah, difficult. Not, and, and you know what happens. It's part, of the, it's part of the game and you deal with it. But, uh, yeah, after last year – and this year, still in transition, and at what you know that got one travesty more year? last year. Got one more year of that. I think two. I think it's four years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, two but more. I, yeah, but I thought the first year they didn't win the league. No, last year was their first year. First last year, year was their first. Yeah, won the tournament in their first year. Wow. And couldn't go to the tournament. Yeah, let's get rid of that coach. That's a good call. <laughs> um, Seventy-six fifty-six was the Liberty win last night. Alec Freem thirteen. Garrett Tipton had twelve uh, for the Knights in the loss. They were. In the game until the last four minutes of the first half, and Liberty made a run, was up 17 at halftime, and that was pretty much the ball game. Back to Indiana. Now they go uh, back home, senior back day home on Sunday. Indiana. Back home in Indiana. So uh, so in. Um, the Hoosiers hosting Michigan. Michigan is 17-12. and 12. They do have a game Thursday. Uh, I'm not sure who the opponent is. But Illinois. Michigan, Michigan, Illinois. Where's that? I'm assuming that's Illinois. A, so Michigan finishes on the road with two games there. Um, so if you want to scout there, you can watch Michigan. They're playing a little better here lately. Uh, Sunday, 4-30 game 
on CBS. I love those Sunday afternoon, late afternoon games on CBS. So four thirty. You don't like that, Scoots? No, I do like it. Yeah. And That's by the way, Michigan's up to to third place in the Big Ten. That is a shocker. Yeah. Because they're not ranked. There's a lot of teams ranked ahead of Michigan that uh, you go, well, hang on. They're uh, they're below Michigan in the Big Ten standings, so why are they ranked ahead of Michigan? Well, they're ranked ahead of Michigan because Michigan uh, lost some preseason, some pre-conference games, including like Kentucky and London that uh, made people think, eh, maybe they're not that good. And Purdue and Illinois are on Sunday, too, at 1230 at Purdue. So Purdue and Michigan. And this is it. it. This mean, is Illinois. It. Illinois, Michigan, you can watch it, and then you can shop for Purdue and Indiana. Absolutely. Uh, and this is it. You're, uh, this is the last regular season. This, I, this is a great time of year. I mean, we are literally 10 days, 11 days away from uh, Selection Sunday. 12 days. 12 days away from Selection Sunday. So it's here. It's what I love about March. It's what I love about March. College Plus, baseball. it's a – it's a unbelievably Chamber of Commerce day out there today. 77 degrees. You're playing golf today. Where are you playing? Unfortunately, I'm playing golf at Vetner today. What, are you retired or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so get out and do something today. I'm gonna, I am gonna. got my grandson. I'm going to take him out and do something. I don't know what we're going to do. He got a new uh, – he doesn't know it yet, but he got a new bicycle with no training wheels. I don't know if this is safe. Just give him a push. Say, go, baby. Go. If you fall, get back up. <laughs> ah. Good job, Papa. Grandfather of the year. Put well, him on that uh, hill next to your house. They're not going to call me grandfather of the year when they're in their emergency room putting a cast on his arm. Put him at the top today. of the hill in the driveway, John. Hey, you figure you know, it out. You either survive or you don't. <laughs> we'll take a break. Come back. Um, the best thing that happened at the Louisville game last night happened at halftime. We'll talk about that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that number, 414-1450. Finishing up on the Indiana news from last night. Trace Jackson Davis now the all-time rebound leader at IU. He passed Allen Henderson. Allen Henderson. And Carl Bellamy. Is that the right name? Walt Bellamy. Walt Bellamy. I was going to say. Carl's brother. I was going to say. Walt Bellamy as played the, a lot uh, in the ABA. A long time ago, by the way. Yes. Uh, as the uh, leading top two rebounders. He passed them both last night. All-time leading rebounder in Indiana history. He's also the all-time leading shot blocker. In Indiana history. Top five in scoring. Where is he going to go down in best players ever at IU? Let's say, for argument's sake, Indiana makes it to the Elite Eight. And that's it. Is it different than if they make it to the Final Four? Scoots? I mean, it just depends on how you look at it. You can look at just the stats, or you can look at how Numbers far are incredible. how far that has taken them in his career. But I mean, when you when I say Indiana basketball, who's the, who's the best player in Indiana history? Isaiah Thomas, uh, Calvert Chaney. Ooh, I was Scott Calvert May. Chaney. Scott May. Calvert Chaney is the all-time leading scorer in Big Ten history. That, if that that's, that's your big. answer. That's, that's pretty good. That's a big. That's your. That's answer. a big matzo ball right there. I don't. I still. I don't think most people would say Calvert Chaney. Now, older people like myself remember Scott May and remember Kent Benson 
And remember Quinn Buckner and those guys that went undefeated back in 76. Uh, but Steve Alford, Isaiah Thomas, I mean, Isaiah Thomas, they won a national championship. He was on that team with uh, Tolbert and Turner and those guys. And his career in the NBA. That, was... that's, that shouldn't be a factor. Shouldn't be. But you, it, it still comes into your mind yes. when you're thinking about it. And Calvert Chaney's NBA career, while good, wasn't Most exceptionally mediocre. good. Yeah. I, I don't think of it from an any NBA perspective. So if you look at it just from Indiana, it's got to be Calvert Chaney. Cody it's, Zeller. It's got to be Steve Alford. Oh. Okay. And it's got to be uh, Isaiah Thomas. Just has to be those three. All right. Well, I would say the first name comes to my head is Isaiah Thomas for me. And that's just because of his. And he's he, look, he's still on NBA TV. He coached in the NBA. Of course, he won titles with the Pistons and with the Hoosiers. So, But yeah. Trace has to be up there now, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, that was basically the beginning of the question there. Where does he rank in lore, you know, Indiana lore? Top five, right? Oh, yeah. Without question. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Louisville last night loses to Virginia Tech. Sorry about that, Trevor. Uh, 71-54. Yeah, you owe him $200. I don't owe him anything. <laughs> um, it was 50-47 uh, to 47 Hokies, Tony, with 9.09 to play. And with uh, four th- four thirty under 4.30 to play, it was 64-47. to 47. A 14-0 Virginia Tech run. Louisville didn't score for four minutes and 59 seconds. Um, and the microcosm of this entire season happened at halftime when the Frisbee catching dog decided to stop in the middle of his Frisbee catching and do something on the court right? and <laughs> drop a deuce right there near the block. Uh, I think he was blocking out. He leaned down like he was blocking out and all of a sudden. And I, look, I give the uh, owner – or the the human part of this equation, a lot of credit. The trainer. He got out there quickly. It wasn't quick enough. Pick up the dog and head it into the tunnel. It was like, good night, everybody. Uh, I'm not cleaning that up. Uh, But it's been a crappy season, and the the home finale ends. Unintended. In a crappy way. Yeah. Best part of the night for Louisville. L. Ellis, 14. Mike James had 14 points and five rebounds. J.J. Trainer nine points and six rebounds. We talked about this last night, Tony, uh, in our in our watering hole. Who comes back on this team? You got one game left at Virginia. In all likelihood, you're going to be the 15 seed, the bottom seed in the ACC tournament. You're going to play Boston College in the Tuesday game, Carolina on Wednesday, if you can beat Boston College, which – who knows, and go from there. Uh, who comes back on this team next year? They well, celebrated Ellis and Sidney Curry last night. Well, Curry Curry won't be Curry's back. gone. Yeah. Uh, L. Ellis, there's a good opportunity there because he's not going to go in the first couple rounds. No, he's not going to be drafted, but he said he's going to explore his professional right. options, which includes overseas, I would, I would guess. And then he also said, if I come back to college, I'm not going to the portal. I'm coming to Louisville. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. But Louisville can, if Louisville get a point guard, make him the two guard, okay, now you got two-fifths of your lineup. You know, the guys that you'd want to come back, I think improvement-wise, J.J. Trainer yep. is a guy that you want back. I don't think, you know, as I, ha- as I call him BHH. Some of these guys have nowhere to go. Yeah, BHH is. He's got nowhere to go. 
And, and I cannot believe he's not better than he is. I think he was a lot better at Tennessee. He was, and he was a top 100 recruit. I mean. Jalen Withers? You know, the, the, the names we just named are the guys they need to come back. Maybe Mike James. Mike James. And then, but you got to get some other players in there because you got these guys and they've won four games. Percy Miller's got to come back so the Mike Rutherford Master P show can continue, right? Is that wrong, Scoots? Crickets. Am I wrong about that one? It's called The Truth. The Truth with Master The gets, realest sports show on the planet. Who has uh, first billing? What do you mean? Master P or Mike Rutherford? Who's, uh, when, the, when the show comes on, do they say Master P with Mike Rutherford or Mike Rutherford with Master P? Uh, it's with P and Mike. So, so P gets first. Gets, P gets first. And he yeah. should. <sighs> I haven't seen it yet. Can't wait. Is it like T and John? Uh, remember Greg Brom's old show? The uh, I forget what it was. Sports Buzz. Sports Buzz. With uh, we were on that a well, couple I, of times. You've been on a few. I've been on. Uh, Texter, and I'm going to throw him under the bus here. Ed says Isaiah Thomas, Scott May, Steve Alford in that order. So he doesn't even put Trace in there. And he doesn't even put Calvert Chaney in there. Ed's a hater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He also says, Ellis maybe comes back. Trainer, Withers, and Wheeler need to seek other avenues. I think you keep Trainer. I think Trainer's Trainer's improvement is more than anyone on that team. And when you look at last year compared to this year, it's hard to not think out loud Trainer wasn't given a chance last year by Chris Mack. Now, maybe he wasn't ready. He knows it. Who knows? But this year he's gotten a chance, and there have been games where he's been very good. But you hit the nail on the head, John. They have to get a point guard. Yeah, they gotcha. have to get some guard play that's consistent. And portal baby, that's what the portal's all about. Hey, it's going to be big for Kenny. We talked about that last night too. Yeah, he has to get players in there, and there won't be any excuses next year. That's exactly there my will word. Be no you took the words out of my mouth because last year the excuse was. Nobody wanted to come because they were being told Louisville was not going to – they were going to get uh, violations. We're going to keep them out of the tournament. Well, four wins will keep you out of the tournament. But they were told violations, uh, waiting on the NCAA ruling. Louisville's not going to play. Don't go to Louisville. Come here. And it worked. That's what we're being told. Kenny couldn't get anybody because of other teams recruiting against Louisville. That's not going to be the case next year. No. Right? And, and, and I, if – if they don't have, I don't have to have a great year. This have to have a lot of, you know, you gotta have a winning record. It's it's University of Louisville basketball. Yeah. It's not somebody that you're, you know, a Clemson or, you know, Mississippi State or somebody like that. It's Louisville, and you got this year. I think is is a pass. You got the Hall pass. Next year, there's not going to be a Hall pass. So we'll we'll see how it works out. They're four and twenty six. Four and twenty. Yeah. Think about that. Two and seventeen in the ACC. Their final regular season game is uh, Saturday at Virginia, two o'clock. You're not winning that one. Um, and so that's going to be four and twenty-seven. Then you get Boston College. Look, win one there. Beat Boston College, right? Yeah. Just beat BC. You can lose to North Carolina. Get your fifth win. I know it doesn't matter, but. Feel a little better about yourself, just a little bit. Get a get a tournament win. I know it's the ACC tournament, and I know it's the play-in round. I get it; it's a Tuesday, um, but just get that win. Otherwise, you finish four and twenty-eight, and catastrophic. We're on to yeah. baseball. Catastrophic. By the way, Texture says frisbee dog may have the best commentary about this season ever. 
Yeah. Yep. He's right. Uh, speaking of baseball, Louisville wins yesterday over Bellarmine. Kentucky throttles. Louisville beat. Uh, Louisville beat uh, Bellarmine no. on Tuesday. Louisville. Bellarmine beat Eastern Kentucky. Western Kentucky. Louisville beat Eastern Kentucky. Yes. Kentucky beat Moorhead 15-1, to I think. And Bellarmine beat. Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky 9-7. to So. Look, Cardinal fan, get out and watch your team. They're uh, they're down in Houston this weekend for three different games against really good teams. So that'll be fun to keep track of. Uh, speaking of Bellerman, Brandon Fott, who I know you uh, you're friends with his father, friends with the family. Brandon started for the uh, Diamondbacks on Monday in spring training against the Cubs. Pitched two innings, one hit, one hit, one walk, two strikeouts. Exactly, he got two good innings. Started, started the game and. Uh, I was looking at the numbers on the stat cast and throwing right at about 94 miles an hour on his fastball. And he has multiple pitches. And he had a great year last year in double-A, then triple-A, in Reno. Top I, pitcher in the right? minor leagues for the Diamondbacks, yes. And now he is ranked Midland, uh, in Diamondbacks top 10 in the system. Oh, he's right? he's like the 32nd player in the minor leagues. And uh, Louisville beat Bellerman in softball. That's where I That's screwed where you up. got confused. Thank okay. you, Ed. I appreciate that. But Brandon Fott, I'm not going to say he's got an opportunity to make the opening day roster here, but if he keeps doing what he's doing, maybe a midseason call-up. I mean, uh, Arizona. And it's always about your situation, right? It's about injuries. It's about do we need to call up a pitcher. But he's entrenched in AAA now. Right. Oh, yeah. Had a, had a great year. I watched last year. Had, had a great year in AA this when he came up from AA. went to Bellarmine. Yes, was a fifth-round pick in the COVID year. They only had five rounds, was drafted by the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks have a lot of young pitchers. He's been good everywhere. He's been really good. And and I watched him pitch, and the announcers, and just totally, you know, have nothing to do with him besides for Diamondback or the other ones, just love him. And uh, he's about 6'5", about 230, and he's just developed he, into He got a, it up to 95 the other day, didn't he? I believe so. 94, 95? 94. He's throwing gas, good breaking ball. Good changeup. Fooling hitters. And and to add to that, I just mentioned Bellerman. They're five and two and they beat Western at Western John. They were eleven and forty three last year. Chris Dominguez is the head coach. You know that name, former Louisville Cardinal. So uh, uh, hopefully a turnaround over there in the Division One ranks. But uh, the Fott family, uh, one still there, Brett. St. Martha people, right? Yeah, Brady caught there before and now Brandon has, has moved on to the professional baseball. And uh... I know you see uh, his dad at the Bellarmine basketball games all the time, too. Yeah, I see Brian and uh, just uh, enjoy uh, watching those watching. Great those to games. see it. It's just great to see it, a anybody local guy, somebody you know. And, well, uh, you know, it's like, uh, for me, it's like, I don't know, uh, Desmond Ritter. It's like watching Desmond Ritter. Like, oh, look at this. Look well, at this guy. Same well, Drew guy. Ellis was playing third base for the Mariners yep. the other day, and, and not he's not from Louisville, but Evan White former, hit a – Former Diamondback. Yeah, Southern Indiana. And uh, and Evan White, who played at Kentucky, was playing first base. Hit a home run. I was watching the game. So, so uh, a lot of local – you know, I can't – Josh wanna, Rogers, you know, I get the, going uh, on and on. I get the Major League Baseball uh, MLB extra innings. So I get all the games. I, I would love if uh, – if, if Brandon stayed with the D-back or got at least, you know, I mean, what is this, his third year in professional baseball? Second? Yes, it'll be his third. It'll be, be his third. third year. So he's way ahead of schedule here Yep, for a fifth-round draft pick. He's way ahead of schedule. So uh, keep it going, that's all I can say. Uh, speaking of baseball, Tony, we're going to talk about it a little bit after the break. 
Um, you've watched some. I have not had the opportunity to watch. I've watched maybe an inning. But I want your reaction to these rule changes that T.J. Walker wants to hear about really badly. We'll take a break. Come back with more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke, special guest in studio today. Final segment of the show. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. I say this all the time. I will read your text on the show if it does not contain vulgarity. Okay? So I'm going to read this text. I got a lot of issues with this text. Texter says, and, and he, go, he goes in a lot of different directions here. So bear with me. If the Mountain West is better than the ACC, then I'm the Duke of Earl. Come on, man. Okay. I'll let that one go. You know, it's. I think it's apples and oranges. Yeah. Two different conferences. Unless they play each other. We don't know. Texas A&M is a joke. They have beaten nobody while losing to Murray State, Colorado, Memphis State, and Wofford. The only good team UK has beat is Tennessee, and they are bad offensively. All right, but they're ranked 12th in the country, and they beat them twice. Uh, KP has failed on every level. He has talented players. They are just poorly coached. The longer we, so it's a UofL fan, the longer we wait to fire him, the more damage to the program. Nobody is coming here to play for him. There's a lot to unpack there, Tom. You agree with any of that? Mm, I mean, the first one. I think one, Texas A&M is good, but I can't argue that they did lose to those teams. No. And uh, I just think there's so much parity that you can't pick and choose, you know, conference-wise. Uh, Let me do this. Who are the best two teams in the Mountain West? The Mountain West, San Diego State. Who lost last night to right. Boise. And Utah State. Utah State, maybe New Mexico. Some of those are Mexico right struggled in conference. Yeah. But and you don't know. Teams, nobody who watches them. Who, uh, right. Who are the best two teams in the ACC? Whoa. According to the standings, Miami and Pitt. Yeah, and Pitt but just Virginia's, got in the poll. Virginia's right there. Pitt's second in the league. They're 25th in the country, just got into the poll. And by the way, they're at Notre Dame tonight, last home game for Mike Bray. Yeah, that's that'd be interesting. And Notre Dame's an underdog. System bet. <laughs> System bet. Just saying. I, there, there's, you just can't com- – you're comparing – you can't compare any of this. It's just so hard. Great text, though. It is. And I'll read it. I, I, I don't care. I love where he's going. and I love the passion. The Kenny Payne. You know, I know a lot of people feel the same way the texture does, and I know people that feel the other way. Look, it's just it, it's a crazy scene at the university level. It you just can, is. You can love the net rankings or you can hate the net rankings. But based on the net rankings, Kentucky has now six, I think, quad one wins. So it's hard to say they haven't beaten anybody except Tennessee. And you know who's going to win the office pool? Some lady that knows nothing about <laughs> college basketball. Oh, what's their mascot? A bulldog? <laughs> oh, I like bull. I have a bulldog named Frisky, so I love bulldogs. Let's go with Georgia in the final four. <laughs> I don't think Georgia's going to win the tournament. I know. <laughs> All right. Quickly back to baseball. Did you see what happened to the Pirates-Orioles game yesterday? 
No, I did not. That was awesome. <laughs> Orioles are I've up. Been on the move. On Orioles that. are up seven to four. They're the home team. Top of the ninth is over, and the umpires say, "All right, ball game." Brandon Hyde, the Orioles manager, gets together with whoever the Pirates manager is, and the, the, the Pirates manager says, I know you're winning the game, but we got this pitcher and we want to get him another inning. I mean, this is what spring yeah. training's about. The game means nothing. It means nothing. It's about getting ready for the regular season. Brandon Hyde, the Orioles manager, says, all right, let's go. Let's play. The umpires leave. They say, oh, game's over. So they called the game. The catcher called balls and strikes, and the players on the field called the bases. And it went fine. There were no arguments. Uh, guys were in there to swing. They're not in there to take walks in spring training. I get it. Pitchers trying to throw strikes. Um, I don't think it's a a sign of things to come here. There was no robo umpire or anything like that. You had the catcher catching it and going, strike one. It's, it was like street baseball back when you used to play in the – Back in the day, Tom. Because again, I love it. It is, but the game's meant nothing. So if he called a ball or a strike it. wrong or an out or safe, nobody. Cares. Can you imagine you're you're in the box? It's it's one and two, and the pitch is low and away, and the catcher goes strike three. You go, well, come on, man. Well, that's what we used to do when we played outdoors, John. Which kids don't do much playing baseball anymore. I love it. And the umpires now there is an agreement. I read this today, Major League Baseball. They have an agreement that says, look. If it's tied after nine innings and you want to play, the umpires, you know, just tell them you want to keep playing. It's no big deal. Umpires well, they, wanted to go home. I think the umpires went in the umpire room and locked the door, and they couldn't get a hold of them while the uh, managers were meeting to discuss what they time. were going to do. It was dinner time, John. I think it's great. Uh, Tech says UofL has not just been bad with KP, but they have been historically bad. Well, that's true. That's four, true. four wins is four wins. Motor oil is motor oil. Uh, NFL Combine is going on. Haven't talked a lot about it. We'll see where Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, where do these guys end up? Uh, the big news today is Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive lineman, projected early first-round pick. Um, there's a warrant out for his arrest. He is in Indianapolis at the Combine. Was supposed to speak yesterday. The NFL put the kibosh on that. Um, but apparently he was racing. I don't know if it was drag racing, but uh, on January 15th there was a fatal crash. An offensive lineman from Georgia passed away, and a staffer. The staffer was apparently under the influence, more than double the Georgia legal limit for alcohol. He crashed the car. The offensive lineman in the car with him passed away as well. Uh, but Jalen Carter in trouble here, and the SEC with Brandon Miller and Jalen Carter here. These, these, you know, these are just bad things that happen. Um, Especially, I mean, you're at the combine trying to prove to teams that your worthiness is a first-round pick, and all of a sudden there's a warrant out for your arrest. Yeah, I think they overplayed that warrant out of your arrest to get the big headlines. I mean, they know where he's at. They know. Yeah, what's they know going exactly on. where he's at. He knows what's going on. Uh, you know, would it would it make you have second thoughts about drafting a guy that is a dominant defensive lineman? I don't know. And I was listening to another show, and they were talking about it, and I. I I don't think so, John, because it's not like he went and actually – He didn't go shoot anybody. Yeah, he didn't go rob somebody. It made a bad decision. And how many bad decisions did we make when yeah. we were his age? I made three or four. Yeah, I, maybe one. A day. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't going with uh, a day. College basketball last night, Kansas, uh, number three seed. Look, they keep on winning, 
But most of the time they don't dominate, Tony. Home win over Texas Tech, 67-63 to last night. What do you make of Kansas? They keep winning. I believe in them, but I just don't know how did, much I believe in them. I didn't believe in them. I started to believe in them. And then same thing I just talked about. There's so much parity. It's going to be all about matchups. So whoever you like you go with, I'm still just not sold on Kansas, but I, I believe more of them than I did early in the year. Marquette ranked six in the country, put it on Butler, Sleeper. 72 to 56. Uh, that was a loser in the system. Uh, the spread was very low. Butler with a six, uh, Marquette with a 16 point win. Mentioned Tennessee. They routed Arkansas. I said this yesterday. Tennessee was a too big of a favorite. That tells me Vegas wanted you to bet on Arkansas, which means Vegas thought Tennessee would cover. They pounded the Hogs by 18. Tennessee lost Ziegler to a knee injury. Yeah, and it didn't look good. No. He was uh, basically carried off by some teammates last night. 13th-ranked Virginia got back on the winning track. They beat uh, Clemson 64-57. That hurts Clemson's chances to get into the big dance here as uh, they are squarely on the bubble. ACC going to get three, four, five, six, maybe five. That's a... Duke's in because they're Duke. Well, yeah. Miami's in, Pitt's in. Virginia's in. That's four That's automatic. automatics. I think Clemson will get in unless they just keep this trend going. The loss to Louisville didn't help them any. Did not. Uh, Boise State upset San Diego State. It was at Boise, 66-60. We mentioned earlier they scored the last 14 points of the game. You don't see that very often. Yeah, it was system but for me, but it wasn't. Not a power conference. Uh, the other system loser last night, Ole Miss, who had an early lead, blew it, and uh, Texas A&M on the road comes from behind and beats the Rebels. 69-61. Tonight, two system bets, Tony. Maryland at Ohio State, 21st-ranked Terps, are two-point favorites in Columbus on the Big Ten Network. Scooter's got his brow like that. What? Only two? Is that what you're thinking? I'm thinking, what in the world? Stay away from it. No kidding. Vegas knows, buddy. That line stinks. Vegas knows. And, uh, of course, Pitt at Notre Dame. Pitt is four and a half in – in South Bend, Notre Dame two and sixteen in conference, but it's Mike Bray's last home game as coach of the Irish. Mine on ESPN has three and a half now. Try, so everybody's going, uh, uh-uh, uh, not so fast. Uh, second ranked Alabama hosts Auburn tonight. The Crimson Tide have struggled ever since the whole Brandon Miller thing came out, but they're ten point favorites over an Auburn team that just got routed in Lexington. That's why I like Auburn. You you get routed and nobody's expecting anything out of you. I think I like Bama here. I, I, I like Auburn. Alabama struggled last time out at home. Um, I agree. I agree, but there's just it should be more than ten if you're if you look at it that way. Texas at TCU, both teams rank, so no system here. But TCU at home, two and a half point favorite against the Longhorns. Like TCU, are they still hurt? Are they still a uh, big up? guy um, was out the other day and another player, but. Uh, at TCU, they'll be rocking for that one. Here's a game I don't understand until you explained it to me last night. Explain it to the listener why Chicago State, who's 11-18, and 18, is playing at Gonzaga in a non-conference game here early in March. Zags, by the way, are 27-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to give you a trivia question before I do that. What is the nickname of Chicago State? Uh, I'm going to say Mafia Killers. You got anything, Scoot? Uh, is it some sort of dog? It's a cougar. Mm. That's, so that's some sort of cat. <laughs> but you were not even close. 
Well, I had an animal. It was better than your guess. <laughs> My guess was in jest. <laughs> Cougars. Why are they playing this? Are th- they're three and eighteen on the road. They're so they're seven and a half point. So dollars. they're eight and zero at home. They're, they've played well at home, but the reason they're playing this game, I was watching the Gonzaga, uh, watching the Zags and Mary game, and they said because of the tournament being so early, and them having a bye or how it works out, they just wanted a game. They didn't want to sit until they found somebody to play them. And I guess Chicago State said, hey, we'll take the money. Wouldn't it be more advantageous to play an intra-squad scrimmage than to play Chicago State and just have referees and play like it's a regular game? Go over 152 and a half is all I can tell you. Gonzaga <laughs> might score 152 and a half. Uh, Oklahoma at Kansas State tonight, 11th-ranked Wildcats are six-and-a-half point favorites there. DePaul at UConn. Uh, the Blue Demons only have nine wins. UConn's playing much better lately, but they're 17 and a half tonight, Tony, over DePaul. 7 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. DePaul played Any well the other day. Any reason to bet the Blue Demons? No, but the, uh, they did play Marquette <sighs> close. Me. Was it Marquette? Was it was Marquette it? just recently. Six-point game. Saturday, yeah. DePaul's one of those teams Tony says never bet. Never. <laughs> do not get anything to do with DePaul. You'll lose your money. <laughs> 6.30 tonight, early start, uh, 19th-ranked Xavier at 20th-ranked Providence. Good. Great Big East game here, FS1. The Friars, three-and-a-half-point favorites over Sean Miller's team. like the home team there just because they're in the Donut <laughs> Center there, the Dunkin' Donut Center. I don't think it's called that anymore. It's not. Well, it is in my book. The Dunkin' Center. Yeah, you got to have Dunkin'. <laughs> uh, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, we didn't really touch on this game. Kentucky's a 10-point favorite. Is this just a keep-the-momentum-going game? Don't stub your toe against Vanderbilt because you're a sixth seed now, Tony. If you lose this game, I think – and look, Vanderbilt's the middle of the pack SEC. They're not at the bottom. Jerry Stockhouse done a good job with Done a Vandy. really good job. Um, it's But if you lose this game, you're probably going to lose a spot on the seed line in the NCAA tournament. Every Kentucky game has been a must-win or you need to win. Haven't you heard that every game? Yeah, That's a what lot. You're hearing here. You're hearing it's not again. a must win. It's not, but it is for seeding now. It's a momentum win, and I think it's going to be right on that ten point spread. Uh, NBA tonight: Cleveland and Boston. The Celtics five point favorites on ESPN. That'll be followed by New Orleans at Portland. Portland is a point and a half favorite. The Mavericks lost with Luka and Kyrie again last night. That's what happens when you get Kyrie. Indiana one twenty four to one twenty two. Luka had thirty nine, but Kyrie only pitched in sixteen last night. Uh, in the loss, Milwaukee won their I don't know fiftieth straight. They beat Brooklyn last night one eighteen one hundred four. I think it's sixteen in a row, maybe fourteen wins in a row for Milwaukee, who's now number one in the East. Memphis beat the LeBron-less Lakers last night, 121-109. Every loss for the Todd Fathers Lakers now is one more step away from getting into the play-in tournament, play-in portion of the, uh, of the playoffs. Uh, what else? Denver beat Houston 133-112. I know Houston stinks, but Joker, another triple-double. He's going to win the MVP for the third straight year. Ah. <sighs> All right, March. Back tomorrow for March 2nd. And we will uh, break down the Kentucky game against Vanderbilt and preview what's coming up the rest of the weekend as college tournaments are underway. Listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Apple. Same caller. <laughs>